adjusting to make sure our camera angles were right or getting our lighting on point. Like this one in particular, I feel like gave even more pressure because of the, the topic. Hey, welcome to In Hindsight Podcast. My name is Ryan Hines at Ryan M. Hines on Instagram. And this is my bi-weekly podcast talking entrepreneurship and physical and mental wellness. We'll deconstruct past events and focus on learnings for a positive future. Let's go. So hi, everyone. Today for this episode, episode seven of In Hindsight, I'm very excited to be here with a special guest, Liz Navarro. Welcome, Liz. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining. I'll start with a a quick intro. I was reading your bio on your website, fantastic website. Um, Thank you. And so it looks like I think we have a few things in common, uh, including cycling. Do you have a Peloton bike or did I? Uh, Yes, I do. I really (laughs) like it. If you ask me to cycle outside, like I know we've talked before about how you have ridden a bike down the coast of California and (laughs) I'm much more comfortable just staying in one place on a bike with one wheel, but I love my Peloton bike. It is so much fun. Nice. I've heard, honestly heard that from everybody that's on Peloton and one of my friends that did AIDS life cycle. So the, the bike ride down the coast of California, she switched to Peloton. I mean, fully supports the mission of AIDS life cycle, but realized after that ride that maybe outdoor cycling isn't much her thing anymore. And so, (laughs) but she's been all about Peloton lately. Um, yeah. uh, Emma, she's actually the one that designed my logo. So, oh, cool. um, I don't have a Peloton bike myself, but I do try to cycle outside. So I know when you're, so when you're not on your Peloton bike or raising toddlers or pivoting on that never ending question of what am I going to do when I grow up? I feel like that's something I'm always thinking of too. Uh, you're the founder of Liz Navarro and co, uh, helping clients and students communicate effectively. Uh, you're a professor of public speaking at Southern Methodist University, a copywriter and a strategist helping professionals activate new opportunities. So welcome. Thank you for joining me. Um, I know, you know, with this podcast and you've helped others launch a podcast, this one is in its infancy. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to have the chance to be here with you. I love yeah. the podcast so far and the topics you've covered. So this is fun. This is a big one, though, social media. It's kind of I know, game. right? We've narrowed this down to kind of three areas that we wanted to realize we could kind of focus more on today. And one, uh, that's comparison culture. So thinking about how social media plays a role with validation and maybe the pressures we put on ourselves. Um, two, the assumptions. Like when we see things on social media, the things that makes us assume that may not actually even be the case. And then thirdly, we'll kind of talk about a pressure to perform positively and how there may be this fear of showing up online and these di- in, in these digital platforms in, in the wrong way. This isn't all negative. It's really just meant to be a conversation looking at our health around using social media and these platforms now and, and COVID on the rise again and perhaps the worst of it we're, we're seeing um, using Zoom going into Thanksgiving or how are we using social media to stay in touch with each other and still have those bonds of community, networking, 
uh, raising awareness and funds for different causes or just expressing yourself. So there's a lot of really good things. And like with anything, I mean, there's pros and cons, but Liz, I think let's first kind of just start talking about this comparison culture. Could you just share maybe a little bit about your personal evolution of using social media? And was there a point where you realized it was just this, you know, fun, natural thing to, I know you do a lot with your, with your company now. So when that kind of transition happened or how that's affected you? Yeah, I, I honestly can't pinpoint. I feel like social media is always evolving and I'm, I, I was on MySpace back in the day and then moved to Facebook when I got into college. So this has really been a part of my adult life. Like I'm sure it's been yours for a really long time. And I think comparison has always been a really big part of social media, but I've I started to see a really big shift. I think like just after college and through my twenties when social media started to like really permeate everything that we were doing. And we started to um, do the highlight reel thing. Um, Social media was, it was something that became more curated, I guess, you know, and filtered when we started posting about it. I mean, if I look back at really old posts or do you ever get those things on Facebook that are like 12 years ago today and the photos look kind of grainy and funny. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? I posted that? I would never yeah. post that now. And so you can totally see that evolution happening. Um, I also have uh, in our kitchen, we have a Facebook portal. You know, it's like the little Alexa screen. And um, we have it set on default. So it's just like playing photos. Um, and they're pulling from my Instagram. And I've been on Instagram for a lot of years. So it will pull one up that I posted way back. Uh, I, I was a high school English teacher in like 2012 and 13. And it'll pull pictures of my students or something like that. It, it makes me really happy to see them. But it also makes me a little sad because I look at things I post now and I'm like, oh, I don't, that was such a fun, candid photo. Would I post that now? Would I make it look more, you know, curated or specific? And would I put too much thought into how I'm posting it and who's going to see it and does it look good enough? And so I can just, I can't pinpoint a time, but I can see the evolution even in my own posting. And then what I do professionally is I, I either work with brands to market themselves or I work with individuals to market themselves professionally. So to develop a personal brand. And so I completely understand the way that we, we really pick and choose and showcase the things that we think are the best example. It's like a, it's like a resume. Um, But, you know, regardless of what platform you're on, if it's Instagram or Facebook, um, we really are trying to use social media for an end oftentimes that is not just like posting for fun or showing what we did or connecting to other people. At some point, I think a lot of us had this kind of other motivation for posting on social media, whether it's to impress, you know, a potential employer, or or like you said, to get a sponsorship for many of us, that's not something I've ever been able to accomplish, (laughs) but um, yeah. So I think the pressure is coming from a lot of different directions now. I was laughing when you talked about maybe like an older post coming up because it's so true. And I'll see some of those first like Instagram posts and it's just now looking at it when I thought it was cool then was like, 
it's just this super grainy, like what filter was that? Like that doesn't even like, you know, and it just, um, but then I flash back to just remember being in that moment and be like, Oh, I'm on this road trip and this is cool. And so starting, yeah, starting out, I think more so that, and, and like you maybe not being able to pinpoint this exact date and a shift. And that's often how things happen. Like things happen gradually over time and we may not be aware of it because it's happening. So kind of gradually for me, I kind of think about it too, as I was in, in school for public relations at the time when you know, like Facebook and a lot of like the social medias were just kind of forming. And it, the question then was like, it was still kind of, it was so new. What is this? Is this even like a valid thing for communications right. or business? Is it, uh, is it something that would actually compete with like uh, legitimate news sources as like, newspapers or uh, um, TV news and things like that at the time. Like that was the question when it was starting. And, and so it was interesting, I guess, to think my, my personal involvement with social media, but also at the same time being in schooling where it was kind of groomed into me that this is the future of your particular career. So then I think looking back now, I'll think how did me understanding it as kind of a career and and job function end up playing a role in how I'm even using it in my personal life. Yeah. Well, at at some point, I think within the past few years, we, people started to think of themselves as brands. I mean, that's a different thing. I mean, regular people besides celebrities or politicians before that, like we didn't have a brand. uh, We wouldn't consider that or like use that word to describe ourselves. But I think it's probably, you know, both of us use social media for work. It is hard to separate the strategy that you use to represent an organization or a company with a strategy that you would use to represent yourself. And I think you and I have talked about this before, like for me to really like kind of try to keep certain things separate, I have to really like use the platform separately. Like if you go on my Instagram, it's mostly all my kids because um, when I was really stuck in the thought that I could now use Instagram to like grow my business uh, as an entrepreneur or, you know, to make impressions on important people, it really took me into a weird cycle that we'll probably get into later. But that idea of comparison culture, like just seeing other people grow a huge business on Instagram, then it's like, oh, well, then maybe I can grow my business on Instagram if I post like them. And I found that like, I'm just posting like someone else. I'm not posting the way that I used to when social media started, which like you said, like, I'm on a fun trip. This is a cool picture, whatever post it gets three likes, or maybe they didn't even have likes back then. I don't know. But, um, you know, at some point when you start to like attach some sort of goal to social media, then I I would find myself like trying to follow somebody else's best practice kind of like you would do at work, you know, to represent a company. And it, it's just really hard. Those lines get so blurry in between, you know, using it strategically and just you know, using it for connection, maybe? For me too, I noticed, uh, I think it was probably, or maybe when we first talked a, a month or, or so ago, I had my, like, it, it, speaking of Instagram specifically, it was always, I think I pretty much always had it as this public account. Didn't think a whole lot of it as Instagram evolves, then it gives you the options. Oh, do you want to change this into a business account? And suddenly I have 
you know, that label of entrepreneur or whatever on my, on my profile. And then it does, it changes things because then you're starting to attach like metrics and, com- and, and comparing maybe what are these other accounts like like-minded uh, or similar areas of interest or things that you want to also be in part of that conversation. Like how can you be a thought leader in a way in that too? Um, but it, yeah, it definitely changes things psychologically in our heads to see every time you go on your profile, like, okay, I'm a, a voice as an entrepreneur and, and being really less carefree maybe about how, what we post compared to when we originally maybe started. Instagram. Yeah. And then I don't know, I'm curious how maybe this changed for you the last few months because it was then that I actually, I took down, I'd made it private. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of pausing on stuff because with, with COVID and then social and racial justice over the summer, really coming to, to light even more so something been around for a long time, but has really been brought up and how people have used social media to, to tell and or capture these things and tell the stories. But it was like, where do I, I don't know. I was trying to, I felt like kind of lost for a little while of where do I fit in to any of this and do I even at all? And what do I do? And so it was, um, yeah, I kind of took a few months of, of not really posting, made it private and started to be a little more like, I think thoughtful about yeah what was going on and where, how I would get, end up posting again. Um, and it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe a month ago, uh, if that, that I, I, so it's now like a public entrepreneur account. Cause now it's like, okay, well, let me attach it to this in hindsight brand. So now I'm thinking of it as that, that mm-hmm. brand, but it is funny how we or you know, how we go through these evolutions and definitely apparent of, of comparing ourselves to find kind of our, our place in all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking of one more kind of in this comparison while we're on that topic, feelings of being wanted or desired and validated. And I'm not like, I'm not going to lie. I know I'm, I'm, I mean, human and I'm recognizing, and I think I've gotten better at least being honest about it, that I have feelings of jealousy or I know that I want validation or like if I get validated, it feels good. And what is like, what does that do for me? emotionally so trying to recognize that those aren't necessarily uh, like inherently bad feelings but that we can um, recognize that that is happen that can happen uh, jealousy or, or running that validation is natural so how do we try to not fall down into that kind of a slippery slope of of social media um, f- you know fueling that and to where we're doing our whole lives just based on trying to get validated maybe from people we have no idea who they are <laughs> like or probably the case is no idea who they are right i mean how how many followers do you have that like uh, i mean i really think if you went through everyone there's probably so many that you don't know and uh i think well i too am a person who needs a lot of validation <laughs> like that is but i don't know if you've done the enneagram but mine is a type 3 which is basically defined by someone who just kind of strives toward accomplishment and validation. And I recognize that immediately in myself. And so this can be a really like a real double-edged sword for social media because, um, you know, you put yourself out there in some way and then you just kind of wait for people to like it. I mean, in a really public 
measured way. And I think that can be something that's really difficult. And it's probably why we have so much strategy in our background before posting something like, I mean, how many times do you sit there and be like, okay, what, what caption should I do? Like, no, delete. And like, you know, we just really, really, I know I overthink a lot of what I post on social media. So I think I sometimes have to give myself a pretty big reality check. And this is where some of my business side comes in. Like, this is what I would say to a client. If we're doing a social media strategy and they're not getting likes or something like that, then I'll say like, well, one, chances are they're not even seeing your post because of the algorithm. Only 6% of your followers are seeing your post. And well, if you didn't get a comment of engagement, it's probably not showing up to as many people. Like there's so many things that are actually working behind the scenes that we don't have context for when we, when we put something out there and, and try to get validated. And then, you know, from a more human level, I'll go back to like, you know, the real reason why we probably all use social media in the first place is it's kind of a way to both like, I don't know, scrapbook and document our lives and the important things that are happening in our lives, like the people in them and the places that we go and the big milestones that we hit. And so sometimes I just really have to think like, who do I really need validation from? Like, this is a representation for me of my life. Does this picture make me happy? Is this caption something that's important to me? This is kind of like a living and breathing, you know, stamp that I'm, I'm, putting on my memories. And so I think at the end of the day, like, will I be happy to see this memory pop up in seven years on my Facebook feed? And like, will it make me smile to see this person or make me laugh to see this moment or this trip or whatever it is? And, you know, that's easier said than done. But I think sometimes we just have to have that little conversation with ourselves about like, you know, who is this really for? Like if I'm really trying to put this out there, like for what reason, who do I need validation from to make this work? And, you know, as long as it's something that makes you happy, I think that's probably what we should be prioritizing. Yeah. It comes back to, like you said, whether it's this business account or a personal account or really looking within at ourselves and understanding, okay, like why am I doing this? Maybe it is someone that has an, an account for their small business and is trying to use it to grow and, and that's the case. But yeah, how can we find the things that the posts that bring us us joy and thinking, okay, like this is good. Maybe it's good for my business and my mental health. And boom, you've got both of those things working for each other. And like you said, with the captions, I mean, I've definitely, I'll see like I'm scrolling through and you see these posts and you're like, wow, that was like super clever and witty. And man, I want to come up with something like that. And I'll have photos that I'll like, have saved in draft mode and then or in notes and I'm like okay this will be cute for whatever photo that matches this later or let me save this as a as a draft until maybe I get this creative idea and then I'll have the perfect witty caption and then you know but then we build it up in our minds and it's really just like oh, okay cool you got like 30 likes or whatever but like what is that actually even doing right at that point um so yeah, I like where you said to just kind of come back to it, think of it as like, what will, will this make me happy? Well, I look back at this digital scrapbook of, of my life and it's really, it's for me and it's for bringing me joy and documenting what, what I like to do. I think we can, yeah, just, just talk some more about assumptions. 
we talked about, you know, putting on the perfect filter or how uh, we're really curating and coming up with this highlight reel. I think we've seen a little bit of a shift away from that, maybe with um, those even younger than us. <laughs> so because I, I feel like starting to see like different posts on Instagrams that weren't like this, this um, kind of glossy image out of the same thing where you might have seen in a traditional magazine. And then the, the rise of apps more like TikTok, which in a way, maybe like a lot of the social media channels starting kind of organically was meant to be this fun and raw and in the moment kind of a platform. But so like, you know, when we're looking at these things, and even if we know that these images are either manipulated or not or filtered or not, it can still lead to different assumptions, right? Of Which, is, of course, ties into the comparison part we've already talked about. But we know that there can be so much more behind that posting that we have no idea what is going on. I mean, even, you know, I, for me, or I've gotten comments, maybe I haven't seen anyone or talked to them, actually. But they'll be like, oh, wow, looks like you're doing really awesome. And you're traveling and you're like, live, you know, fantastic. Or And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I feel pretty good. Yeah. But like there, I just, in my head, I'm like, yeah, but there's also all these other things going on. And I didn't feel like I was necessarily intentionally trying to, I don't know, uh, portray this perfect life that maybe I was actually doing some of that with not, not even realizing. it. So uh, what, like, what examples do you have with that or like your thoughts on maybe where you assumed um, something and then it caught you by surprise once you got the the picture or, you know, the deeper story behind that post. I think that happened. So (laughs) I mean, I even thinking of like maybe people you don't see very often, like college friends or, or something like that. I can think of so many examples of where I have given someone else an update on so-and-so's life. Oh, like, Oh yeah, she's doing so well. She's doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, I haven't actually talked to her. I'm just whole, I'm just like copying what she posted on social media. And I've had the same situation as you, where you go to a wedding once a year and see people you haven't seen. And they're like, wow, you're really killing it in your career or whatever. And you'll be like, I am. And then you look back at your posts and you're like, well, of course, the only things I've posted recently have been like a huge milestone or that one, like cool speaking engagement that I did, which are great. But we all know, like, in the course of a year that that was like a couple of days. Um, and there were a ton of ups and downs in between those days that we probably did not choose to post about. So, I mean, I think in terms of making assumptions and tying it into comparison, the times that I get like into this, the deepest are probably around the areas where I'm feeling the most like maybe insecure or kind of work in progress or frustrated. So whether it's like career wise. So for example, someone you went to college with like post a picture of themselves in their kitchen and you're like, wow, that's a nice kitchen. Oh, wow. They must be doing really well. Oh, they're more successful than I am. Like, oh, I should have done that other major. We were in a class together. Like it just kind of goes there really quickly. And I have to like stop and rewind and think like, what like what blanks am I filling in? Like what story am I writing here that I do not even know the answers to? Like, I don't even know if that's her kitchen. It could be, you know, someone else's. And so I have to think about like how we fill in those blanks. But I will tell you one like 
time that I was really pleasantly surprised on social media. So I grew up in a small town in southeastern Idaho. I'm actually, I just recently moved back to Idaho, but to Boise, which for Idaho is like the big city. Um, (laughs) Compared to Dallas or Los Angeles, which are the last two cities I lived in, it's not very big. But so for a long time, I, I had some really close high school friends and I had a really great experience growing up. But most of my contact with people I went to high school with was Facebook. That was, that was pretty much it. And so I, you know, had this whole decade, like 10 years of my life where I would just, you know, assume, well, this person believes this, this person's doing this, this person has this kid really only based on what they had posted on Facebook. And in times that are really, really political online, especially on Facebook, there were certain people that I think I had probably even maybe had to mute (laughs) during certain time periods because, you know, they only posted something that maybe wasn't helping me emotionally or that I didn't want to hear. So anyway, the earlier this fall during COVID, one of my classmates um, and friends from high school went on to our high school graduation class of 2005, go Broncos, like Facebook group that had pretty much been dormant for years. And she just put up a little questionnaire and had and asked people to fill it out. And it was just things like, um, where do you live now? What's your job? Do you have children? If so, tell a funny story about one. Do you have pets? If so, tell a funny story about one. What's your favorite food? Where's your favorite place you've traveled? What are you most proud of in your life? How have you changed since you were in high school? And um, it kind of went viral in our own little group and people filled it out. And I realized, you know, certain people filled it out that I had probably muted just based on what they posted on Facebook. And when I read like where they had traveled and that they had fostered 10 kids in the last 10 years or that that was something that they loved to do and cared about or um, that they had done some sort of cool work overseas or, you know, that their favorite food was this. I suddenly realized like I have just been filling in so many blanks about people because I only see whatever they post about here. And maybe they just choose to post about politics or, or this or that, but it really made me feel connected to the people I went to high school with. And it made me realize that like when you go to high school with people, you have the context of seeing them every day. You know what they're like, like you see what they wear and how they walk down the hall and you see them with their friends and their family and their parents. And on social media, we have no context outside of what people choose to post. And we don't know what's going on in their lives or like what's happening in their day or how they've changed. And so it just really made me go back and and think about that. And that thought really helped carry me through a pretty emotional, like, you know, election season and a time when social media could be really contentious and just think like, I don't know what's happening in anybody's life. I don't know like what their relationships are like. I don't know the whole story. So I cannot write an entire story about a person, good or bad, based on one post that I don't know. So that's, that's something that's kind of helped me. Yeah. Thank you again for, for sharing that. I think that was such a, a, a cool story uh, of how it worked out and shifting it to like that positive direction, right? Like you had these assumptions and then 
um, and still using social media. It wasn't before you, it wasn't once you moved back and then you've been starting to meet them in person now and then being able to shift that. But sounds like social, like the way people started to kind of engage with that post allowed you to see a little bit more of the story that you weren't seeing before um, and the, and those assumptions that you had. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. It was funny when I, I started, at least in my head, I was laughing when you said something about like, maybe that's not even her kitchen because it made me think (laughs) of a post that I specifically was in someone else's kitchen um, because I'm like, oh, let me do this photo shoot like in this kitchen. And I think someone was like, oh, it looks like a great kitchen with your cup of coffee or whatever. And I'm like, it's, this was like three months ago in someone else's kitchen. Like it just fit my, I don't know, I guess I felt like it was a good day for like one of those hashtag good morning, like get your coffee motivation Monday post or something. I don't know. But it was, yeah, it's like we kind of, when you think of it back to like, if you think of it as this like, business or or brand you're like oh i need to let me create content now right like let me go and have my photo shoot like i'm a business or we when we saw like the emergence of a lot of these um like pop-ups that we're just making money for people to go through and have these different rooms set up that were all just meant to be backdrops for different instagram posts so that they could look cool on their absolutely pages right so I mean, one social platform that I'm on a lot is LinkedIn, um, which probably makes me sound like such a nerd, but that's probably my favorite social platform. Um, And I use it, you know, for business mostly because I, like you, I'm an entrepreneur and it's a really good place to showcase the work that I do on LinkedIn. And to me, it makes more sense to do that on LinkedIn than it does on Instagram, at least in my line of work. And so anyway, I'm there a lot. And it is really easy again to to compare and make assumptions about you know you see all your old classmates and i'm i feel like i'm getting to an age now in my mid 30s where some of my classmates are like crushing it i mean i'm like oh my gosh you like launched that whole business and people are you know starting to become really successful and i you have to remember too though like linkedin is essentially someone's resume And no one is going to go in on their resume and put anything but the very best things they have ever done at a a company or in a position. No one's going to put like the mistakes they made or that job that they only had for three months, you know, like, and I help people write resumes and I would tell them not to put that too. And so it just, it's not only like what we post, it's, we just have to be so mindful of how we consume this in terms of how it impacts us in our mental health and like whether or not it's making us feel inferior. And if that feeling of inferiority is something that we're totally manufacturing based off of like context that we don't even have for somebody else, because I'm sure that both you and I, like you said, with the kitchen and with our jobs or showing up and with someone saying like, wow, it sounds like you're doing so well. You realize like I'm doing that too. And people are looking at my profiles and thinking that everything is, so good. I mean, even like another example is my kids, like to get my two children to take a good photo. It's so hard. So I'll have like 4,000 photos of the same pose, like just pushing the button over and over again to get them to look at the camera and smile. And there's so much like dancing around. And then you get one of them and you post that one on social media. 
Or you get them all dressed and like try to take a photo and then none of them are good and you post none of them on social media. And you just think of like how much work went into someone like, like how much work did they do in the background to post something that's honestly not even a realistic interpretation of their life and of what happened, you know, just to kind of have that beautiful aesthetic, like, you know, image that, and we all want to remember things in like the most positive way too. So I don't think it's a bad thing to post the highlight reel all the time. I just think, you know, on the other end, like as long as what we're posting is, is semi is honest and that the, when we're consuming social media, we understand that other people are posting within that context too. I think that's important. And I feel like I'm recognizing that. Like if I'm posting something, I'm realizing that, okay, well this post in a way, I feel like I'm contributing to that same thing that I like, I'm also maybe struggling with or or have to be recognizing and and balancing of, okay, I'm I'm posting this thing. That's like, what is this representation of, of that I want to portray? But then I'm also consuming it where I'm just like, it's this cycle of me also playing into something that maybe I'm having a hard time or falling into the comparison thing myself. And it's, and you know, you talk about taking like, a thousand photos. I mean, this trip recently, and I mean, in St. Croix. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll maybe I can say that it was justified. One of one shoot <laughs> was justified because it was like on the boat and in the wind, and the the my friends. What do they call it? Caftan was like flying in the wind. So it was like trying to get the thousand photos where you get the one where it's like the perfect billowy look, but you could still see the face. So. But it's, I feel like it's so many times where we're taking all these photos and then it ends up being, I like the weird, goofy, candid one that I didn't know about, like mm-hmm. the best. And, but then also in a way that one may perform better and get more likes. So it's like, well, quick, like, hey, get it, like, just take a bunch of photos and get a pretend candid one of me <laughs> because those, <laughs> those are going to perform better. But, you know, it's yeah. so it's. I, I recently had to, like, I was in a conversation with my mom and she was commenting. I can't remember whose photo it was, but she was like, she always gets the best photos. Like she's always laughing in her photos. It's so cute. Who's taking those? And I was like, mom, someone is saying, okay, you guys, now let's laugh in the photo. Ha 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 ha. And then taking the photo. She's like, what? People do that? And I was like, Yes, that's how the photos are taken. But I mean, you really have to think about it out of context. And like, it's it's a weird world that we live in. And my mom was like, it's so strange that someone would fake laugh in their photo. And I'm like, yeah, but that's that's how you get the cute, candid photos. My, what it is. My yeah, boyfriend will accuse me of that. And that's how we got the photo that's on the album <laughs> art of this podcast. Like... But, you know, even thinking back to before social media, maybe my mom, I remember growing up and she would like hold the camera out like we were doing a selfie before any of that existed and before there was a selfie and like, but that's just how she would take photos when we're on our trips and stuff. It wasn't asking someone like that was always our thing was when we're on a trip together. And that was well before we had the the but first let me take a selfie song before Instagram or Facebook and selfie stick. Um, yeah. And Oh yeah. The selfie sticks. And, and she was doing that too. Like in photos, they're like, Oh, quick, like, you know, laugh. So you get like a natural smile or it looks like that for the photo. 
And so I guess now thinking back about it for me, yeah, she was, she was doing it then. And I was already absorbing that well before like an iPhone. So I I feel like, again, all of these categories that we kind of came up with definitely tie together because the next one we identified is that's pressure to perform positively on social media, which I think we've, in a way, we've actually already really kind of touched on it. It's kind of this always in the back of our mind, even if we want to put up this natural, fun or candid photo, there's still always a little bit of this thought of, we know that whoever's following us is going to see this. So how does that still maybe impact or or like shape what we're posting? Like, are we intentionally saying, oh, I want them to see that things aren't always perfect, but, you know, or I want them to see the, this side of things as well as this side, this side of the story as well. But it's still just always the, we're framing things to be um, under this understanding that someone else is going to see it and and maybe judge it. Right. So. I think, I think that's probably one of the hardest questions. I, I just, I sat on a panel um, a couple months ago and um, our topics got swapped around. And the one I ended up on the panel I ended up sitting on was like how to be authentic on social media. And I was so nervous about speaking on that because I was like, am I authentic on social media? Do I know how to tell other people to be authentic on social media? Because like I said before, you know, what I do for a lot of brands and companies is personal branding. And so, I mean, you wouldn't know that if you looked at my Instagram because it's pictures of my kids. And maybe that's because I got, you know, too overwhelmed with trying to thread the needle of feeling very authentic. And like, that's probably the most authentic thing that I do is like post pictures of my children. They make me happy. But I mean, I already admitted that it takes a thousand photos to get to (laughs) So I think, you know, we talked about this before, but I think it's almost easier for me to identify when I'm not being authentic than when I am, because there will be this feeling when I'm posting something of that there's someone that I don't want to see it, like someone or some group of people. So for example, like, I think it's really easy. You've mentioned this before, but to get caught up in impressing followers that we don't even know. Um, And I don't have like a ton of followers. I have, I feel like a pretty regular-ish amount, but that we're so into getting likes that we forget that like, well, most of the people or many of the people on here are actually people that I know. They're like colleagues or classmates or friends or family members. And so if I'm ever posting for a while I would post about my business on Instagram and I was selling a lot. And I just really struggled with that because one, I am an awkward salesperson. Like I selling is really difficult for me. And I kind of had this feeling of like, okay, well I want to sell this to my followers who I don't know. I don't want to sell this to the people I went to high school with. Like I don't want them to think I'm using this platform to sell them stuff. And I would just feel weird about posting things. I would feel kind of inauthentic or I would be like, well, I'll just do what so-and-so does when she sells it because she's an expert. And also I'll just copy that. And then I'll feel like, oh, that doesn't even sound like me. It doesn't even seem like something I would say in real life. And so I think those little signals are, are times that I'm just like, you know, I think I'm outside of maybe my comfort zone or like just my feeling authentic and true to myself. But it's difficult because 
for a lot of us, like social media is a way to market what we do. And so I, I really think that the first thing you have to understand then is what do you do? What are the values for yourself within that company that you need to stay true to and you can't violate? Can you hear the crying? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is me yeah. being authentic there. There, there it is. <laughs> Splash of authenticity. Up there. It's um, real life. <laughs> yeah, that's real life. So I think we have to first like have kind of an understanding of like, what is my goal and what are my values here? Um, so am I selling something? Great. Like be honest about it, you know, or um, am I trying to show like sometimes if I'm posting something that's about a big career accomplishment, I won't just post the accomplishment. I will write about the journey leading up to that accomplishment or like why it's a big career thing. So for example, we reconnected when I spoke at Toyota and that was a really big career milestone for me, like to speak for a company as big as Toyota and to speak to young professionals But I think that when I posted about that on LinkedIn, it was really important to me to kind of post about the story leading up to it and how like that speaking engagement actually just spurred from like me running into someone I had met at a networking event and them like giving me this opportunity that led to something else, to something else, to something else. And I think that to me was a more authentic representation of my career than just posting that I had gotten to speak at Toyota because, and it felt right because I could kind of show gratitude to those people that I had met. But also I think sometimes when we post on social media, it doesn't feel like anyone is ever in progress or in process. It always feels like this is a final product. Like (laughs) this is their beautiful house and their great career that is like at its peak and their awesome body that has always looked so awesome and so kind. (laughs) And like, that's, those are fine things to post about. But I also think like for context sake, we forget about the journey that got that person there. We forget about what we don't know, the assumptions that we're making when we're comparing. And so sometimes I think it's helpful. Like we know that people are going to see it, but to say like, yes, this is a highlight. And I'm proud of it. And so I'm posting it. But um, a lot of things happened before this highlight happened. So maybe that that's just something that's helpful to me. Yeah, no, I, I love that. That's a really good tip and, and way to kind of be able to provide more context. Whether I mean, that person may not see it at all, but you know that you've also kind of described it as well. So maybe the highlight exists here. But if someone is, it takes the time and reads a little bit more into kind of how you, how it is a journey and how it is progress to kind of get to that point, um, then, yeah, I think, I feel like I may have to implement that because the blog section of my website has not been as active lately. So maybe that's a good way for me to even approach that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think I read that tip from an expert at some point that he was, he was saying it to young people who um, were trying to develop a professional brand, but they didn't have a lot of expertise yet because like they just graduated a month ago. And so they're like, what, what can I say? And I think the tip was like, just write about the journey. Like you, you can't go in and pretend to be an expert at something or like to have all this credibility or authority. Like, yes, people are going to say like, 
what experience do you have doing that? But like post about your journey, post about like what you learned, post about um, something that you tried to do and it didn't work. So you tried to do it again this way and it worked better, you know, and, and compare those things. So, I mean, that's, you know, something you can take in, in the form of your, your career or your personal brand on, on LinkedIn, or if you use Instagram for growth, but that resonated with me a lot because I actually like reading that type of content better, I think, than just seeing all of the great accomplishments that somebody has, or like the beautiful life that they've built for themselves and with, without really knowing how that came about. I like to know the how anyway. And so I think that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you said, you know, that it sounded like he was talking to, I guess, either current students or like recent grads. I mean, honestly, that does apply. I feel like to any of us at any stage, because we're always on a journey and hopefully we're always kind of changing and learning and growing. And so, I mean, no matter what stage of that, if it's a, a recent grad or I'm, you know, a senior citizen or whatever stage along the way, like life is, is a journey and it's just along, along that, that timeline and, and where we are and progressing. Um, and like with me, you know, launching this too, I, I, I think what finally got me to just jump in and do it is like, because leading up to it, I, I probably put this pressure on myself that it had to have this perfect plan outlined and, you know, the year calendar and knew exactly what was going to happen. And like, I'm realizing I don't, I don't really know what, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Like, I don't really know. And you know what? That's okay. That's fine. It's whatever. Like, I'm going to put my goal right now is let me just stick to getting something posted every two weeks. I'll come up with some cool ideas that sound interesting. Maybe somebody will like listen and um, if anything, I know like my boyfriend and roommate listen, I don't know about anybody else, but you know, like, and if it, it just helps anyone else kind of, if I get to learn something new, um, we get to have cool conversations like this today and maybe it, it helps other people realize these tactics, um, like with their today uh, in particular with, with social media, maybe just makes them that one little phrase that we might've said to think a little differently about when they're posting or I think most importantly what I feel like I got out of this is just thinking of how are we consuming what we're seeing and just being really realizing that there's so much more to it that we can't always assume everything or the full context of a story based on that um, post and then you know what are the ways we can do to, to kind of recognize that and then and then realize that when we're consuming it because I feel like when when I had this idea to talk about the like social media and mental health, a lot of it is probably predominantly about consuming and then how the consuming drives maybe what I, what we're deciding to even post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like just even what you just said about like having a plan for this podcast and, and, and I've worked with people who have put podcasts together and Every single time, like, you know, before the first episode goes out or before every episode goes out with most of the clients I've worked with, I've kind of had to talk them off a ledge a little bit of like, no, post it. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. But like, so I think just that reminder that like every, everything that we put out publicly, like we're all vulnerable in those situations. Like every photo that we're putting up, every post, like I've worked with a lot of people who are like, I can't, I don't know what to say on LinkedIn. I just, will you write a post for me? 
I just, I just don't want to say it. And I just, it makes me realize how vulnerable all of us feel to that judgment and like feeling validated Mm -hmm. on the other end. And I think that's just helpful to know how universal it is that, that, that feeling of how is this going to be received is really what we're all thinking about when we post everything. So that just kind of, that humanizes it a little bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. So um, did you have any other, I guess, like, I think, I feel like we've kind of got into some tips already, but, or maybe even thinking of it as, as closing out um, and in theme with in hindsight. <laughs> so thinking just in hindsight, like what would you tell your past self? And, and you can pick whichever stage it is, if it's the part the who you were at that first Instagram post or at another stage, but what would you tell your, your past self knowing Uh, what you know today? I think the one that gets me the most and my mental health the most is comparison for sure. Um, You know, whatever it is that I see someone else doing, I'm a competitive person and I'm accomplished driven, accomplishment driven. And when I see someone and it just straight up looks like they are doing better than I am, I'm like, it's just hard for me to take in. And so I think, you know, there have certainly been times that I've had to just you know, cut down my social media usage if I feel myself getting into that place. But I also heard a tip from somebody else and I don't know who it was or else I would give them credit for this. But they said, um, whenever you start to feel that way about someone else's post, just congratulate them. Just write like, I'm so happy for you. Or if you know them personally, like send them a message and be like, it looks like you're doing really well and I'm really happy for you. And it kind of cuts the little comparison away a little bit. And to like make this episode come full circle, uh, we started talking about the Peloton. So I, the Peloton like measures how well you do and how often you work out. And it really drives a person who is like competitive with those metrics. And I know someone who is better at the Peloton than I am. She got it after me. She's like, just her, her numbers are higher. She rides it faster. She's stronger than I am. And she posts what she gets. And it makes me so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish that I could be that strong. And so recently I just reached out to her and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I, you've been working so hard because I know that she has like great, good job. And she wrote back and it started a whole conversation and it kind of made my like feelings of insecurity and competition go away because we were just talking like friends again, instead of just thinking about that one, like you are better at this than I am feeling. So I thought that was a helpful tip. I'm going to try to practice a little bit more often. It's just, you know, reaching out to people and it, and it goes back to that whole thing of like always trying to find like the person behind the social media post and knowing what whatever it is that's behind that, I think it makes them more human and it makes you feel more of a personal connection to them. Um, and it just is overall better for your mental health. That's a really yeah great way to approach it. I, I mean, I that made me think too, it's not with the, a Peloton competition, but I get really competitive and comparing to, and there's a friend that we do, like we have our Apple watch and do the fitness, like the seven day competition or whatever, you can get 600 points max. I mean, I'll be like the, and also like the last competition he won by five points and then I try to tell myself that I'm not holding a grudge about it but now this time I'm like ahead and I'm like huh. and I was just thinking I was like can you imagine if it allowed 
like unlimited points per day, I think we would probably literally kill ourselves trying to be that competitive to get the most amount of points if it didn't cut us off at 600 points per day. But yeah, I have to, um, cause that's really the, the bulk of our interaction. is just like notification, like, Oh, he just completed a workout. And I'm like, Oh, and so, but we, you know, I have to try to like call or text each other and be like, okay, this is, I don't know why I did this or good and try to be more on the congratulatory side or like good job for all that hard work, even though it is and the competitive spirit, like sometimes it really hurts me to be like, you know, he's, he's winning, <laughs> you know, like I want to win. Too. So well, I think when our interactions with people are through notifications and posts, like it makes them seem really one dimensional, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, you only think about them in the context of like, his, his milestones and like beating you and competing with you in that one way. And, um, I think that's the the hard thing about social media is that it, it can like limit the way that we interact with people. And then we just kind of, I don't know, let them exist in this way that they're just their posts. That's, that's not how it is. And that's not how we are either. I think we can do it to ourselves too. Like we post something three people like it. It's like, now I'm not actually good at my job because only three people liked this, but we know that's (laughs) not true. Like we have, there are many other parts of our lives that we're doing well in, um, besides outside of the context of that one post that didn't go well, or that one weird comment that maybe somebody made. Yeah, no, we're, we're constantly, I feel like bombarded if with these notifications and thankfully, I mean, have to think about the the tools that are also built into a lot of the I think devices we're using, like to turn off the notifications or tracking screen time, like things like that have been built into it as an option lately, or sleep time, right? Like let it automatically not allow you to access certain apps. But then in the back of our mind too, we know like, oh, I can get past that feature if we really, if we really want to. But um, I would agree that just reaching out to like not being more than our the notifications and reminding ourselves like this is a person there's so many dimensions to a person and we're not going to get that until we are intentional about making an effort to call them or text them or any other way to still still using technology to do it but to be take the time to be intentional about seeing more of the dimensions and just like the notifications popping up well good this has been i think a really awesome conversation so Thank you for joining and and having uh, talking about this with me today. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope we get to talk about it more sometime. Yeah, we can always do a follow-up episode. We'll see how we perform with this episode. <laughs> Maybe we won't get enough likes yeah. and we'll just have to up if our no game. If no one listens so. to it, that's it. Like, we'll yeah, just take it down. <laughs> Thank you. I know you've got, sounds like some toddlers running around. We'll let you get back to so. thank you yeah and i'll talk to you soon thanks so much for having me yeah absolutely thank you that is all for today so thanks for tuning in to this episode of in hindsight podcast a bi-weekly podcast where we talk entrepreneurship and physical and mental wellness this is ryan hines at brian m hines on instagram subscribe on apple podcasts and spotify and slide into those dms or send me a note with your thoughts thank you again see you next time